Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Year he, year he. That's what they do for kings and queens. Okay. You know, I, or I'm gonna do God save the queen. I think that would have been better. Do you want me to do it again? No. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. It's already here. Okay, fine. It's right in our corner. You have one chance. <laughs> one shot. The one shot. Well, no, I was just gonna say, like Eminem said, yeah. You got one shot. Do 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 do. We should do eight mile one day. Why? Because why not? Because why? You got Eminem. You got one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> That's where it's from. Meet the house it going. It's going. I'm here. On this final recording Whoa. of 2023. For you and I, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. We've done this for three. Well, we've done it for four years, the yeah. podcast. Because by the time this season ends, it'll be four years. Yeah. But we've also watched... A lot, a lot of movies. of movies. What episode number is this? It's like one ninety or something. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. That's it's many. a lot. Yeah, it's many, many, many. We don't number them like we know. We don't number like the the season. So I actually yeah. don't know. But it's like it's a lot. It's a lot. Of and even this, just this season, we've watched. This is the case. The season has the been eighty third forever. It just has gone on and on and on. Yeah. And here we are. At the end of 2023. At the end of 2023. So I wanted to ask you. Okay. Uh, you know, we are in like uh, award season. Yeah. Which is exciting. It is. And we haven't seen everything yet. No. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot. A lot. A, a lot. Well, ah, we've been say a lot. making our way through. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a lot. I'd say there's like a handful of things and mainly just because of like things haven't, like poor things They're don't come out. Available, come out. Yeah. 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 So we just haven't been able to see things. Anything that has really stuck out that in this like, year of film? Of this entire year? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. My favorites of 2023 is what you're asking? Kind me? of, but like, I know we haven't seen everything. That's so, like, fair. it's hard to, it's really hard to make that assessment. And oftentimes, just because of even where we live, we don't see everything until like February sometimes. Mm. You know what has stayed with me? And I'm surprised it's not making a bigger splash than I would hope it would. Mm-hmm is dream scenario okay yeah i think dream scenario is really great yeah i love the message i think it's very timely yeah um and important for people to watch it also it's you know some of my this this one's not from 2023 but something like um bodies 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 yeah or like even something like from this year which is bottoms which is like making a statement on uh, this generation. Yeah. I think Dream Scenario does the same thing in a less obnoxious way. Yeah. Um, and so it's just more palpable. And so I'm really surprised it didn't ma- make like that big of an appearance in this entire award season. I found Bottoms a little obnoxious. Did you? Yeah. I liked it in the end. Mm-hmm. Initially, I was thought it was insufferable, though. I think it is for this specific generation yeah. to watch themselves and be like, oh... Is it meant to be satirical? Bodies, yes. bodies, bodies is meant to be satirical. But bottoms is meant to be satirical. Okay. I, I hope to God <laughs> it's meant to be satirical because that is the way that I perceive it. Interpreted it. it yeah. And it's a much better film 
if it is. I got it was interesting because I think I watched it around the time that we watched Juno, and I don't think it came up, but I remember watching it and being like, "What is this?" And then watching Juno and thinking like, "Oh, this is." It's making probably fun. what people. No, I think this is probably what older people felt when they watched Juno. Oh, I saw it more as like making fun of those teen movies of the aughts that oh. are coming up now, and people are like watching them for the first time oh. and like making a big thing, like bring it on, and like uh, she's all that and things like that. It's yeah. making fun of the high school teen movie. Oh, yeah, I and I enjoyed it in that perspective. Anyways, this yes, is a Yes, continue. I guess Bottoms had an impression Yeah, on us. you? Yeah, yeah. Because that's also something that made an impression. Yeah, it doesn't have to it's be not, good or bad. Yeah. yeah. It's not some um, small, minute movie. It's like, it, it did something. Yeah. I also, something I feel like people have forgotten about, but I still really enjoyed it this year, was Megan. You okay. fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep, yeah. How dare you? I think you can watch it now on Prime. I think so, I think so, it's yeah. available. But I really enjoyed yeah. Megan. I had a good time with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me gone. Me gone. Yeah. And I, I, in this award season, I, I'm still really enjoying May, December. It's still staying with okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Right comes. now, that might be the top? No. I, in my heart or in terms of like, I know what's going to win an award. No, in your heart. I think we know Oppenheimer. Or yeah, Oppenheimer. Flower Moon are exactly. like the, the top two right now. Yeah. May, December in my heart is something I really enjoy. Okay. But is it the one you enjoyed the most? That's still so hard because I haven't seen it. You haven't seen everything. That's fair. Like, what if I... I'm going to see Poor Things. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So that could be top and probably will be. Yeah. I'm going to go see Anyone But You at some point in the next two weeks. What if that's my favorite movie of the year? I know. Yeah. So. Okay. Who knows? That's fair. What about you? Um. (laughs) It's been an okay year. Yeah. I'll say... There's been a f- couple of things that have stuck out. For me, Anatomy of a Fall was a big one. Mm, it really, yes. I really enjoyed it. It really left an impression in terms of like, how do you make something that could be really boring, really riveting and interesting? And like, courtroom dramas can go like either way. Yeah. And sometimes they're like salacious and John Grisham-y. And like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? They're very soap opera-esque. And this was just like, no, this is just a, a trial. Yeah. Which could be super boring, and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's real good. It's good. But Mita, I think the thing that 2023 will really be remembered but for, for me... Barbie. No, Rocky and Ronnie, you came Kahani. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Me too. Yeah. No, me too. Yeah that, I, yeah. that will truly, like, jokes aside, I think it's the movie that will go down. I think it will end up being the top of my list. Yeah. Regardless of everything. And... I know that it's it's a flawed film, like et cetera, et cetera. I don't give a shit. No, but it's not flawed. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the it thing. All, it's like he said in that interview. Like yeah. there is like it does like sag a little bit in the midsection, but yeah. it it has to yeah. for that ending to like yeah to for work that ending to work. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a movie that I like I think entertaining aside, which it is, and like even preachy aside. Mm-hmm. I think for me the big thing was how Garan Johar like. The self-awareness and, like, what he did with himself and his films. And that was, that's remarkable. Especially like, because, like, in the last couple of years, people, the internet has been coming down hard on him. Like, very harshly. Very harshly. Yeah. Very harshly, yeah. And so it's nice to see, like, he, no, he's fully aware. Yeah. Of what he's doing. He's uh, still gonna cast his nipple babies. And as he should, as I he don't should. think he does, he doesn't need to yeah. not. I mean, if he wants to cast nipple babies, go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, Zoya Afgar recently said she's like, 
I can't cast someone just because they are part of a family, and I can't cast someone just because they're not a part of yeah. a family. So, like, I'm just going to do what I want. <laughs> and I think, like, it comes down to the fact that, like, this conversation about, like, Nepo babies is, like, you know, you're going to, you have two actresses. One of them is an unknown, no one's heard of, great actress. The other one is Shah Rukh Khan's daughter. Who are you going to cast? Shah Rukh Khan's daughter. She's yeah. going to bring She's going to bring attention. eyes. Full yeah. stop, period. Like, regardless. And... I'm, I, I think that an, a, a film director like Zoya Akhtar kind of is not going to cast someone terrible, mm-hmm. but she's not an idiot. Yeah. And that's, it is what it is. Yeah. And you buy into it because you're not, not you, but the audience <laughs> in general, you actually probably would, but the audience in general is not going to watch that movie with the unknown girl. That's what happens. So. There you go. Can I say, I also wanted to say Rocky or Rani Kiprem Kahani, but I had a feeling that's what you were going to say. Yeah, that's fair. So I didn't say it. Thank you. But I did see it more times in the theater than you did. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that in. No, and that's totally fair. It really, I think it, it just has a very strong impression. And in the end, no Barbenheimer, no Anatomy of a Fall. They just, they can't. They won't leave me feeling the way that movie did. But Barbara Hammer was pretty fantastic. Well, in its own right. Like, like totally had its Rocky own Rocky place. was literally the week after. It was weekly. It week, was just, yeah, like, such exactly. an exciting time for us. It was an ex- I remember going. I remember. It was, like, four months. <laughs> it was, like, four months ago. But I remember going to the movies on that, like, Tuesday after Rocky Irani, because we saw it the second time, I think, on that Tuesday. Yeah. And the theater was packed. Yeah. It was the middle of the summer when typically people don't like always go to the movies because the weather's so nice, but mm-hmm. like it was packed. Yeah. Like corner to corner, people were seeing Rocky or Barbie or Oppie. And like yeah. it was just, it was so much. And it was like a, it was a very memorable year for film. Yeah. There was something else I saw around that time. And I remember telling you, like, I walked into the theater and I didn't go to concession because the concession was like all the way wrapped yeah, out. Because you told me, people yeah. were there to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Crazy. Wild. It's wild. Crazy. That's, that's, I think, for us, obviously, Rocky Ronnie, I think for cinema, and especially American cinema, mm-hmm. Barbenheimer is going to be the thing that people remember. It'll go down. Yeah. There's no way it can't. Going down, down, down. And I'd, I'd be interested to see how people, pre- especially marketing, how they change how they did things did you watch actors on actors yet no i didn't she mentioned not about marketing per se but one of the producers on oppenheimer she'd worked with them before and they he called her up and was like hey like you might want to consider changing your date she was like no i'm not going to change my date you change your date yeah and like christopher nolan has a thing about that week yeah yeah Yeah. and she was just like if you're scared to go up against us then you change your date but i'm not changing my date yeah and look, everybody and, wants and, to see And honestly, everybody won. So I wonder, oftentimes you have the, you know, people trying to avoid clashes. Yeah. Do you just pit them against mm-hmm. each other? I think it worked this time because they were both strong films. Yeah. And they were both, like, polar opposites. I don't know if you could have, like, a Mission Impossible and, like, a Marvel movie come out. Although Marvel's in the pits these days. Marvel's not doing and that. And that puts and, a like, smile on my face. Yeah, but also, like... I know with Jonathan, Jonathan Majors, Majors yeah. that's major. Hardy her harmony, thought that was so funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a tough time for Marvel. Yeah, that's like that. You know that he was meant to be their next big villain, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. how much you're. I know enough to know that like this is major for Marvel. Yeah. So I've lost 
um, attraction to Have it, you? Though. Yeah. To the, yeah. It's died down now. What was the turning point? Um, honestly, I think the pandemic really had an effect oh on it. God. Overall. Overall, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, like, you lost the excitement of, like, going to a theater and yeah. seeing it. Like, I think, I guess, like, Black Widow was the point where I was just like, okay, like, I don't really need to... I can watch this at home. Oh, yeah, Brock, but it was at home. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, uh, I what did I see in theater? I wound up not seeing, I didn't Spider-Man. see Spider-Man. Yeah. And I uh, didn't see Doctor Strange in theater. And I didn't see. Wakanda Forever either. No, I, I waited till we could watch it at your house. Yeah. Um, I did go see Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. And I just was like, oh, I guess I don't really need this. Yeah. No, I think I've grown out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think our little experiment here has changed that? Like how you view film? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think because I think when we started this, I always liked Marvel. Mar- Marvel and movies in general yeah, yeah. and watching movies. But I uh, having to watch a movie every single week and like actually think about yeah. what it's saying and what it's representing, yeah. that's definitely changed my, yeah. my thought. And also like I've aged. <laughs> yeah, you aged. <laughs> when we started yeah. this. I was 29 years old. Yeah. Right? No, I was 28 going in 29 when yeah. we started. Yeah. So. And now I'm 32. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it changed. Yeah. Your taste and what you want and all of that. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And oh, the world has changed so much. The world has changed so much yeah. in the last. Since we've, I mean, started doing this, we started doing it because the world changed. But like. Yeah. All that thing. Anyways, yeah. But that's, uh, that's the end of 2023. I do look forward to seeing... We'll, we'll figure out a time and time frame and all of that where we actually do pick our tops of the year. Of the year, yeah. But it'd be hard-pressed, if anything, be Rocky or Ronnie. I'm just mm-hmm. being honest right now. Rocky or Ronnie. Rocky, Rocky or Okay, Mitha. We can't talk about Rocky or Ronnie anymore because we talked about them a lot. Mm-hmm. What did we watch this week? This week, Nadim. Yes. We watched the 2010 Best Picture winner, The Social Network. <laughs> yes we did yeah no well we did watch it we did watch the social we also won now. the um actual winner yeah the king's speech the king's speech yes all right shall i give us an imdb disco for the king's speech no nope, you're going to i'm going yeah. to yeah oopsie okay let me pull this bad boy up the imdb describes the king's speech yes. as follows the story of king george Sixth, (laughs) his unexpected ascension to the throne of the British Empire in 1936 and the speech therapist who helped the unsure monarch overcome his stammer. There you go. There you go. I know Roman numerals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was what that little uh, hiccup was for me. All right. Had you seen the King's Speech? I had not seen the King's speech. No, you hadn't. I hadn't. Oh, okay. I, 2010, I was still like 19. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going out and like watching all As of much, the yeah. awards show. But I will tell you this. I was very much in my like uh, lie through my teeth era. <laughs> um, in that because it did win Best yeah. Picture, I was saying to people, it's a great film. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, because it did. It did. I don't even think I, people asked me if I had seen it. I was just like, yeah, I won Best Picture. It must be a really good movie. Yeah. Like, you okay. know when you just generalize things okay. like that? Yeah. But I've learned oh. since <laughs> then. <laughs> that, that does not necessarily mean anything. Well, just in general, this entire... Yeah. The season. The season. Just because it won Best Picture. 
does not mean it's the best picture. In fact, I would argue that because it won best picture, chances are the best picture of that year was actually probably something else. Yes. Right? It definitely was something else. And I think this year is an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But... Million percent. We can get to that. We will. Let's 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 give the king's speech a minute. Yes. First time watching it. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very so this this I approached this year very interestingly. Yeah. I decided to watch this first. Okay. And then there was a bunch of nominees I had never seen. Yeah. And I watched all of those as well. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And this was, to me, just like very. A ho-hum of a movie. It's a very nice, like, British movie about a time period. But it's not... In no way was I, like... Because I do actually find his story and his, like, ascension to the throne very interesting. Yes, because he's not meant to be king. It was meant... It was supposed to be his brother. But what I've always found interesting about that, I think, is more... Edward and W.E. Like, I think yeah. that is the more interesting aspect, which I haven't seen W.E. I've heard it's bad. Is it bad? Yeah. But it stars two Leslie. <laughs> it does star two <laughs> Leslie, but it's just kind of directed by one Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think that is the more, like, riveting part of it. Yeah. As opposed to this person who, like, yes, is part of this famous and supposed to be godly family yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it's not necessarily like his throne to have yes and so the idea that like he's not ready for it makes sense though so it's not like it's something that is it like overtly exciting do you know what i mean yeah but i will say that the one thing okay look i agree largely with what you're saying yeah it's a very easy film to watch yeah. there's actually nothing like truly offensive about it it's the performances are very good yeah, all three of them are really great that's expected yeah yeah like everything about this is expected there are some things i did find interesting i did find their approach to showing how king george felt about being king mm-hmm. and how he really didn't want to be king and how it ended up being this like albatross essentially was very interesting because we didn't really see that. And I think, like you're saying, the interesting story in here is more about his ascens- ascension, yeah. less about about his, his battles, his battles with speech, which are interesting. Don't get me wrong, but like the really interesting story is how one man's personal decision mm-hmm. literally altered the course of. History. The monarchy, yeah. Yeah. Completely, single-handedly, he changed, He put it into someone else's hands who it was never destined for. Mm-hmm. Which also is interesting because, like, if you think that it's God's will that they're meant to be there, then it's a... It's, is it God's will? So why will? is it yeah. God's will? Is it, is it a man's... Happen? But it was a man's decision to change God's will? Like, that's very interesting. I think you and I also have very, like, strong feelings towards the monarchy... And, like, yeah. what, why it exists and whether or not it's actually, like, needed. If it's, yeah, what the function yeah, of it is yeah. overall. And, like, yeah. But also I will say, though, is I think watching it now in 2023 is not a benefit to me because this has been in the culture for the last yeah. 13 years. So I have probably heard, like, that those were his feelings. So watching it represented on screen wasn't anything new to me. Okay. Because I that's I just knew that he didn't yeah. want to be king. And, like, I've watched The Crown. And, like, Elizabeth talks about how she blames Edward for, like, basically killing, killing her father. Killing her father, yeah. Right? Like, she doesn't want the job that killed her yeah. father. 
So I think that's just always in the back of my head yeah. anyways. I'm just like, but I know this. Yeah. You know? In all fairness, this probably was one of the first things to do that. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit more novelty then. Yeah. And I'll say that like even how it's produced and directed, there's some interesting cinematography and editing and musical choices. And it's not a bad film by any means. I do think what's interesting, though, is that at the time when this beat the actual best picture of the year, <laughs> The Social Network. Yeah. It was an up-in-arms kind of situation. It was like a, how could that happen? How could the Academy do that? I watched them back-to-back. I watched one, and then the next day I watched the other. I love The Social Network. It's just... It's a near-perfect film. Near? Yeah. But I will say that watching it this time, especially so close, I was like, oh, I totally understand why this didn't win. Really? And why The King's Speech won. Not because... I think the King's Speech okay, is better. Okay. I but understand why, why people voted for the, the King's Speech over the social network, especially given everything we've seen mm-hmm. in the last 80 like episodes. Yeah. To see that like they it really the academy is really about the middle ground. Mm-hmm. It's about what's best but also m- most consumable. Yes. And that's the King's Speech this year. But I I think the social network no, is very consumable. It's not as consumable as the King's Speech. The what? King's Speech is really just like, think about it. What You have to think about what the social network is trying I to say. I think the social network, so, well, I guess I was 19, right? And now I'm older, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think the King's Speech is probably more consumable for like middle-aged white men than the social network. But I think in general, like if you're looking at a larger... I know a lot of young people who didn't like the social really? network. Really? Yeah, a lot of young people who people didn't like People don't like it. Like it? Yeah. I've never met anyone that didn't like it. I've met a lot of people who oh. just thought it was boring. And people, young people what? who thought, yeah. And people who thought the King's speech was better. I have friends who thought that. Can I meet them and <laughs> not talk to them? I was, I was, yeah, yeah. And at yeah. the time, I didn't understand that. I had that same... But now I kind of get it. And not to say, again, full stop, period. The Social Network is the best film of this year. Yeah. There's no argument about that. But I think when you watch it, I think people don't like to think. And The Social Network is a question. There's, I think it's trying to say a lot. Like what? Yeah. And you're consuming. What, yeah. You're consum- and what, what you're consuming is it's not straightforward. Yeah, there's a very interesting story on the surface of like how Facebook was created. Mm-hmm. But The Social Network is also trying to say something about communication and about uh, how we interact with each other and essentially what happened with social media. Yeah. Like how that changed how we interacted with people. It's saying a lot about a lot of things. Whereas the King's speech is just kind of like, you know, own your battles. <laughs> Which is a nice Which theme. A nice it's a nice sentiment. That's what I'm saying. The King's speech, there's nothing wrong about the King's speech. It's not like Crash beating Brokeback. Yeah. Or Green Book beating Roma in the mm-hmm. future. This is not as offensive. It's just a misstep. Yeah. And an opportunity to have rewarded a truly remarkable film at the time. And a truly, I think, watershed film. Like, Social Network is an important film. And a film about our time. Whereas The King's Speech is just a nice film. Do you think we'll ever get to a place where they will have something that is at our... No. Our time? No. I think the parasites are... The anomaly? The anomalies. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I guess everything everywhere at all at once would be considered an anomaly then because it is very relevant to like this whole idea of multi-universe and 
the meta-ness of it all. But that also makes it more consumable, right? Over something like Tar or even the Banshees of Anishirin. The argument for who though? The the people. The Academy is like six thousand people. Yes. Right? This is gonna sound harsh, but your average like makeup artist or hairstylist is not watching movies the way maybe writers and directors and even producers are, or even mm-hmm. actors. But there's like technicians and other people and distributors and like a whole slew of people who are maybe closer to the average viewer. And that's why this is happening. Mm. And so when I look at this year, yeah, and like let's just call out the yeah, because there are other things in there that I think yeah. are consumable and that are better than the King's Speech. Interesting. Yeah. So the King's Speech, which one? We have also Black Swan. Yeah, not consumable. Not consumable, but better than the King's Speech. We have the Fighter. I didn't watch that, and I haven't seen it. Should I have watched it? Oh, the Fighter is actually pretty solid. Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, I was gonna it's pay. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might own it. Uh, we have Inception. Yes. We have the kids are all, all we have the kids are all right. Okay. 127 hours. Mm-hmm. The Social Network. Yeah. Toy Story three. Yeah. True Grit and Winter's Bone. Okay. I watched 127 hours. Yeah. Winter's Bone and True Grit. Yeah. All of which I had not seen before. Oh wow! Okay. All of which I enjoyed so much more than the King's Speech. Really. All I was very surprised. I especially with True Grit. Yeah. I did not think it's a western. It's a western. Yeah. It's but it's the Coen Brothers. Yeah. But there was something very exhilarating about it, and I I was sitting there watching it during my work day, and <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like in the background, and yeah. I, I I was very nervous about what was going to happen in the situation mm. when she spoiler alert when she shoots the gun and it like fires back yeah. at her and she falls and I'm. I was like, I was like, oh my god, no! Like, I had a moment like that. And my dad was like, you're really into this. I was like, this is a good movie. This is exciting. It's like, it's a story that mm-hmm. obviously had been told before, yeah. but I had never yeah. seen it. And so I really was invested in that. And I think they did a really good job of, like, bringing up... It's clearly a Western film, but it doesn't feel... Like, I'm watching an old-timey Western. Yeah. Like, it still felt very modern, and it's telling, and I really enjoyed that. Do I think it's best picture? No, but I did enjoy watching it more than I watched the King's Speech. 127 hours, I avoided like the plague yeah, for the last you don't 13 like, yeah. years because I don't like James Franco. This is also the year he hosted the Oscars and All right. threw Anne Hathaway under, under the, the bus. bus, and I hate that guy yeah. for it. I still am very upset about yeah. it. I really did not mind 127 hours. It's a really entertaining film. Entertaining. It's interesting. Like something in concept, because when I hear it's about a guy who got trapped between a rock for 127 hours, I'm just like, oh, I don't need to watch that. But Danny Boyle really does something. He kills it. Yeah. Yeah. He really does. The music, ARMI. Yeah. Yeah. Blessed. (laughs) Is this where he won for A.R. Hackman? No, that was. It was Slumdog? Okay. Very compelling. Very. Fun to watch. Also, perfect time. Yeah. It's not two hours long. It's like 140. Yeah, yeah. It's short. Less than. It's one and a half. Yeah. Amazing. More movies need to be like this. I was very happy after watching 127 hours. Liked it so much more than The King's Speech. Winter's Bone. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think I was going to like this. Yeah. I thought it was going to be deep and like moody and just like kind of bring me down in a place. And it does. 
but in the best way possible because I'm invested. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to see her try to find her dad or figure out what happened happened? to her dad. Oh, how did he die? I, and it's spoiler alert. He died. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. For a small indie film, yeah, like it doesn't feel that way. Like it does, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel minute. Yeah, it feels grand, even though it's working with yes, like yes. it doesn't have everything up against for it. It feels like the underdog mm-hmm. that I want to see succeed. Does it deserve Best Picture? No, but a more interesting film to watch than The King's Speech. But here's the thing mm-hmm. about all of those films. Yeah, is they all have. Things that are going to cause the average person to detract from them. I think 127 hours is the one that... I feel like that is very consumable. Maybe. The yeah. most consumable of those three, let's say. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. So one thing I think we should do going forward, and yeah. we didn't do this last week, was because there's 10 nominees, the consensus is generally whoever gets nominated for Best Director... Those films are probably in the top five five tiers. Yes. So I just wanted to point out who was nominated for Best Director Mm -hmm. in this year's to look at what the top tier was. We have Tom Hooper, who won for The King's Speech. We have Darren Aronofsky for Black Swan. We have Joel and Ethan Cohen for True Grit. Mm -hmm. We have Davey Vinci. David Fincher. For The Social Social Network. Network. And we have David O. Russell for The Fighter. Okay. So those are your, your top five. Top five. Yes. That's what the Academy... And I will say, Black Swan surprises me. As best picture? And that it made it... That people liked it. Liked it? Yeah. Oh, that it got this far. That it got this far. Yeah. That surprising it was, a, it was it in that the top far. tier. I'm, it's quite surprising. I watched it again just last night, actually. Just mm-hmm. had, I've seen it many times. Because I, I love Black Swan. But I was just like, okay, let's just, you know, watch it. And I was doing some other stuff. And I was just like, how did this get nominated? Who are the people who are like, Black Swan, that is the opposite of a consumable film. Is she a producer on it as well? I think she, I is think she was. I think it's the power of Natalie Portman. I think she holds a lot more power than we that we know. No, I don't I think, think so. I think she can push things. I don't think so. She's she been in a lot like a of stuff. <laughs> she's been in a lot of stuff and she hasn't been able to like get it very far. I don't... All I remember from that... Not all I remember, but a lot of what I remember from that year... Is the the Natalie Portman of it all of just like here's this girl we've known her since she was a child she's in the Star Wars movies and now she's an Academy Award winning like she is at the caliber that we want to see her and like I think that really probably pushed it the film the film it's yeah. possible it's also a very interesting film it yes. is a very fascinating film no. to watch and. The, I think the performances really sold it amongst consumers. People, I remember people saying, like, you have to see Natalie Portman in this. You have to see Mila Kunis in this. I remember people saying more about Mila Kunis. Because, like, I think we were all so, yeah, so surprised. Surprised. Yeah. But also, like, she doesn't do that much. No. She is cunning. And that's hard she's to... She's great in yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. But, it's, but she doesn't not, have... Like, yeah. Best supporting she's not, best supporting actress. There's a lot of she talk at the time. No, no, no. She wasn't even nominated. Yeah, like, there's not much range in that role. I think we just were, like, Jackie from that 70s yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. What? Exactly. I think that's what it was. Yeah. But I think those names are consumable to people. Yeah. Because people know that 70s show. I do remember when I saw Black Swan, it was, like, sold out. Oh, yeah? I saw it twice in theater. And it was sold out both times, packed. And I remember the first time the audience was really into it. 
because I thought like opening night, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw it a few days later and the audience was really like, what is this? This. I also don't do remember though, because I was in like university at the yeah. time, a lot of the talk amongst the film bros was the scene between her yeah. and Mila Kunis. And so I think that was something for people to talk something about. Something to talk about. So yeah. stupid, but it is, yeah. It's not like the handmaiden. It's not, it's not like the handmaiden. Is, that's something, that's to, something talk to talk about. about. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the social network. Oh my gosh. Okay, can I just... Okay. <laughs> I was going to tell this last week, but I'm telling it to you okay. now. The trailer for The Social Network came out, okay? Yeah. It came out in the summer, and the yeah. movie was coming out in, like, October or something. Yeah. And I saw this trailer, and Nadim, I knew. <laughs> I knew this was the movie for me. Yeah. I could just tell. And I remember sharing it with my friends, and yeah. they're like, watch this trailer, watch this trailer. And everybody's saying to me, Mita, it's a movie about Facebook. It looks so stupid. Yeah. This is going to be so bad. Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah. Everybody. I was like, just you wait. Because yeah. one, none of my friends knew who David Fincher was. Yeah. But two, I was like, no, I can feel it yeah. in my bones. And then I went with friends to go see this movie. Yeah. And afterwards, like, this movie was insane. Yeah. It was so good. It was the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, the reasons why I liked it then are still the reasons I like it now. But I also, like, to a 19-year-old kid, like, it was... <laughs> I don't know if the kids use this word anymore, but it was hype, okay? Yeah. Like, it was everything. Yeah. And it still lands. It's so good. But it lands because it's talking about something beyond talking about Facebook. Yes. and That's kind of what the thing is. And when you look at, like, what has the trajectory of Meta been since then, yeah. like, it's pretty remarkable the things that they were saying. Yeah, it actually is. They've done, what's happened. Yeah. 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 It's also, I think, the one movie where that allows Aaron Sorkin to be as Aaron Sorkin as he can. Fincher, Without being annoying. Yes. Fincher yeah. knows how to, I think, how to, like, reel tone it, in, it, da- tone reel it, it down. in with yeah, Aaron. exactly. Yeah. It's the least Aaron Sorkin of Aaron Sorkin's movies. But it has some of Aaron Sorkin's most iconic lines and, yeah. like, writing. Because Aaron Sorkin can sometimes just be too much. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, so much in his own, like, vernacular. In his own and world. His, right? People yeah. don't talk like people that. People don't talk like that. Yeah. And, like, no, people don't talk like that in the social network either. But it works. It's very, it feels like a symphony being played out. Like, it's very orchestrated. Sorry, my <laughs> prod is at the cleaners <laughs> along with my fuck you flip-flops. <laughs> you pretentious douchebag. It's so good. No, but it's lawyer up asshole. Lawyer up asshole. It's so That's good. the other thing. I think Andrew Garfield is criminally underrated in this. That is, so, do you know how many times I've tried to say, to, <laughs> say lawyer up asshole? Like, it's so hard to get that, yeah, yeah. like, that distinct. Yeah. It stings, yeah. but it's also, like, you feel what Eduardo is yeah, going yeah, yeah, through yeah, in you that do. moment. Yeah. I also don't think Jesse Eisenberg is as good. No, but I think he's just being Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think he's bad. I think he's fine. I get the nomination, I guess. But, like, it doesn't strike me as range either. He's not my yeah. favorite part no. in this. Andrew Garfield. And honestly, like... Justin Timberlake is annoying as a human yeah. being, which makes so much sense for Sean Parker. I feel yeah, like that's yeah. like some of the it's, best it's casting. It's good casting, yeah. That I've, yeah. Even Rita Jones in her like four sure. lines. No, she's got four but lines. you know but who has are, very little lines in this? Is useless me. That she could disappear and no one would know. <laughs> she stood out to David no, Fincher. She, she stood out to her. And no. it's my friend Dakota Johnson. No. She's so forgettable in this. <laughs> no. So she's Stanford girl. No. 
so forgettable. No, David Fincher said in the commentary, what? she did a great job. Great. Nepo, <laughs> nepo, nepo. <laughs> Listen, if you could hire Dakota Johnson versus some blonde girl off the street, who would you hire? I don't think Dakota Johnson was a selling point for this film. But that's the difference. Maybe he's friends with Dawn and nepo, Melanie. Nepo, nepo. <laughs> uh, she's one of my favorite nepo. Kids. I know she is. Yeah. Her and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but I think, like, Jamie is different because it was the, like, Nepo wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, like, understood. It was, yes. like, the family business. And, like, if you ask people today, and even in the 90s, I don't think people would know, like, she's Tony Curtis and... Yeah. Yeah, like... They, Janet Lee's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Although, she has one of the most undeserved Oscars in recent yeah. history. Yeah. Sorry, Stephanie. Sue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you had to give it to someone... Or I guess some people think Angela Bassett, but no, she didn't. Do she the didn't thing. do the thing in she this one. She didn't do the thing in it. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you stand pretty firmly. I love the social network. Fine, forget the social network because I think we both acknowledge that the social network is the better picture. All the pieces in it just work. Yeah, and yeah. it should have won. What's your supposition? I think I'm very clear about why it won. Why do you think the King's Speech won? For the same reason that you yeah. you believe. I think, like, this... It's interesting because now we're, like, we're at the last, like, the 13 movies that we have to watch. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. Uh, yeah. We can clearly... We have a clear consensus that, like, whatever is consumable yeah. or... I guess just, like palpable yeah. to people but maybe not the mm. most highbrow or maybe not the most courageous maybe not the most like yeah um creative things. it really is middle of the middle of the row yeah is what it is because like a lot of those other movies that are nominated do something creatively that's not being done in the king's speech and it take it's taking risks that are not done in the king's speech and i think the Academy in general has always just been risk adverse. But I also don't think... I do think The King's Speech is better than many of those films. Really? Yeah. I feel like it just stands middle ground, though. Like, what in there makes it so... What make, Which ones do you think that it is better than? I think it's better than The Kids Are All Right. Okay, yes, that. <laughs> we, I'd already seen that, so that's good. Yeah. I didn't talk about it. I actually think it's better than The Fighter. I have not seen it, so yeah. I can't say I think it's better than, I think it's better than True Grit. Okay. Yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. I think it's better than Minter's Bone. I think it's better than 127 Hours. Inception, I think it's its own, like, world. Mm-hmm. Black Swan, I think it's trying something, so I don't think it's better than that. Yeah. But I don't think Black Swan's a chance to win Best Picture. But I think those other movies that you've listed all have concepts to me that are trying something different and are all stories that are very different. I think I'm also in a place where I'm just, like, sick of the monarchy and, like, British aristocracy. Sure, yeah. And I don't have an appeal for it anymore. Yeah. In 2010, like, that might have been... It might still have been... This is, like, pre-The Crown, let's yeah. say, right? Like, so there might have... I think and pre-Meghan Markle and, like, there was a lot of stuff that hadn't transpired. Yeah. This is actually before... What's their faces got married... Kate and Will. Kate and Will, yeah. Well, they got married in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. So this is before that. So, yeah. So I think... And that was... You know what? I was into the monarchy at that time. 
But I, for me now, yeah. I'm just like, no. It's just too much of it. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You should see The Fighter. Should I? It's not a bad film. Mm-hmm. David O. Russell is not a bad director. No, I know he's not. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall he's good. And the last thing Except I just want to say. Except when he's being mean to Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Well, she kind of had it coming. <laughs> Nobody should be yelled at like that. She, she can't act like that on set either, though. What did she do? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the specific. Um, before we move on. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence in yes. The Winter's Bone. Really? I think it's... A, I think it's... It's amazing to watch. It's such a... It's so good that she started with that film. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. she did... She's not there because she's hot. She's, she's there really because she can act. doing something in yeah. Winter's Bone. And she really performs. Yeah. And she just happens to look good. Well, she looks good, like... In Winter's Bone... No, she doesn't. she doesn't. She's very, she's like... very toned down. Yeah. And I was reading in the trivia. Initially, they didn't want to cast her because she was, like, in her photo, she looked too pretty. Yeah. And, like, on her way to meeting with some of the producers, she had to, like, run or something. And, like, she just was not looking hot yeah. when she got in there. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this. I remember watching Winter's Bone and then... At the Oscars, she's wearing this, like, red Calvin Klein dress. Was that the Golden Globes or the Oscars dress? It was dress? the Oscars. Okay, yeah. And it's she like looks, a Baywatch dress. Yeah, yeah, she looks spectacular. She's so beautiful. She's, and I was just like, oh, yo, why is this girl not a bigger deal? And then she and became then she a became very big the deal. Hugest, yeah, the yeah. hugest deal. The following year is... Her win. Her right? win. No, not two year years later. That, yeah. But then that's when, like, she gets cast for Hunger Games and then, like... And then X-Men, X-Men. and like, all of the things to, happen for J-Law. And I'm so thankful... Yeah. For Winter's Bound. Yeah. Because she, but she's just, she's incredible. She's in really it. great in it. Yeah. She's really great. You can great in it. tell she is talented. Yeah. Yeah. Sequel prequels for the King's Peach? For the King. I mean, it's a yeah. real life story. Yeah. What can you really say? Um, I guess the, the sequel would be The Crown. Yeah. Because we know what happens when he yeah. dies. Um, I don't, did he, I don't think he really did anything historically in his monarchy. In his, yeah, in his reign, no. No. His big things are that he... He had to take over. He had to take over, and then he died and made Elizabeth I guess my sequel would be, like, what does Edward do after, which maybe I should watch W.E., yeah. But I've heard not so great things. No, he did abdicate the throne to be with this married woman. But they they stayed together till the end of their lives. Mm, So what does that... I I really think that's the more compelling story. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. That is is what I would want to watch. Absolutely. How do you choose between the monarchy and your girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give me Make that rom com. I know, right? Starring Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. No one needs to see Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. That movie looks terrible. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I know. Can't wait. Uh, Give me a rating. Okay. I know it sounds like I hated this. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. I think it's a fine film. Yeah. It's, it is very well performed, but that's what, that's what I want from Colin and Helena and Jeff, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Rush, by the way, is so great in this. He's very, yeah, he's He's, the more, he's the more compelling. Yes, but I think the actual, like, being able to do the stutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Colin really commits Commits, to that. And that is, because, like, watching it, I also tried to do it. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard work being an actor, let me tell you. But, yeah, it definitely, it's hard to, like, when you're not somebody who stutters, to yeah, make yourself, to make yourself someone do that. that stutters. And I can completely respect that. Yeah. Um, 
I just think, I think if I had watched this in 2010, I might have liked this a little bit more, but I'm not. And I'm watching it when I'm like just saturated with the monarchy and the royal family. And I'm just sort of like done with Mm -hmm. all these people. And I just, I have a hard time as a viewer understanding like, why should I care about these people yeah. so much? Especially me, particularly, because we don't live in the UK. No, we don't. We do, like, the queen is still, or the king, because no, we have a yeah. king now, is still, like, does he really do anything for our yeah, country? Yeah, like, what's the, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he does, like, with the governor general. But I, I, I just don't, I'm not endowed to the, the monarchy anymore. Yeah. And so I don't really, like, necessarily enjoy watching these things about them or watching their lives played out and I think I've just heard so much about them over the last like 13 years that it kind of just it does change my perspective which yeah. isn't great but that is my perspective and that's all I can go based yeah off of course yeah I think it's just like a fine film but for me watching those other nominees I think a lo- most of them are really saying something different or telling different stories that I don't think we really had heard before and I think even though it was, like, at the height of, like, Will and Kate and, like, people being excited for that, I think we did know about them. And they had, did have an impression in history. And I don't think it's, like, new storytelling, nothing compelling. Like, 127 Hours does something, takes a really mundane story and makes it very interesting mm. and presents it in a new and exciting way. The Social Network presents <laughs> the story of how Facebook came together yeah. And makes it like almost like it's a cult classic film. The fact that something like that can make it to Best Picture is uh, warranted and fantastic. Mm. Black Swan is so challenging. Like it's yeah, yeah, it there's so much more that's nominated in that time. I don't really feel like it deserves the Best Picture win. We know who we deserves it, but I I don't feel like the King's Speech really does. And I think it's just like a fine middle ground movie like a lot of other winners in the past and winners of the future mm-hmm. as well. So I'm going to land with three stars. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree, Jen, like a lot of with what you're saying, especially the assessment of the movie. It's interesting. And this happens a lot with us is that like we watch the same movie, actually end up having similar ratings, mm-hmm. but like how we express that is very different. Yeah. Because maybe it's because I had seen this when it came out and I was like, I was Oscar watching already by that point. So I had already seen all the nominees and I was watching them and I had heard so much about the King's Beat. So when I did watch it, I was, I did like it, but I remember being like, no, but The Social Network is the best movie of the the year. year. It felt like the best movie of the year. And I think The King's Speech is a fine film. It's not even, but sorry, but it's not even the best of upper crusty British shit. It's not, it's not Gosford Park. It's not the Queen. It's not, it's, it's not even those things. Like the Queen, for instance, is still about the monarchy. In theory, yes. yes. But uh, I would have rewatched this. Yes, movie. exactly. I and that's also a good point. I have not rewatched this since it came out. Yeah, I have no real reason. I to. need to see her watch that deer. Yeah, yeah. but the King's Speech, I was just kind of like, it's a fine film. There's again, it's unoffensive. It's easy. Good performances. Some good cinematography. You know, Jeffrey Rush, I think, is the standout. And although Colin Farrell is, sorry, Colin Firth is excellent mm-hmm. there's nothing bad in my opinion there's nothing like wrong about it it's, yeah. it's just it's not the best 
it's the best picture of this year was the social network by a landslide and it's just it's disappointing mm-hmm. that it didn't win it's not offensive and it's not even like fist in the air it's more kind of like man like you had an opportunity to reward something that was so different and so important the things he does with like even technology in that movie like you I don't know. I remember learning about, like, how he did the Winklevoss twins after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't realize, like, what is actually put into something like yeah. that. Army Hammer is very good in it, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think David is really good at getting good performances out of people. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And But that's part of one of the big reasons why he's such a good director is because he knows how to do that. He does a billion takes and he picks the right ones. And he picks the right ones <laughs> yeah. and he knows how to direct his actors very well. Yeah. So when you watch something... Like the King's Speech, that is, I don't think it's pedestrian, Mm -hmm. but it's not as daring as The Social Network. I do think, though, The Social Network is lucky that social media has moved the way it has. Because there is a world where The Social Network was not relevant. Like, if social media hadn't grown into what it currently is... Yeah, Facebook became the way of MySpace, then we wouldn't still be talking about this movie. Yeah, I don't think it would hold. Even if the movie was great, I think... I I don't know if it would hold the same importance in our world that it does now. But that has worked out in in its favor. Is is social media like this because of the social network? No. Or was that the natural progression? No, the social network was not an... It's not a big film. A lot of people watch it, and it's big in the cinema world, but, like, it doesn't have the, like, it didn't have the power to do the, what it, what it, what social media has done. The King's Speech is just easy to, it's easy to forget. It's easy to watch, but yeah. it's easy to forget yeah. as well. I'm also landing on three stars. There you go. Three yeah. for, three and three. But the social networks gets four and a half from me. Do you want mine? It's a five star It's a five star Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a five star It's a five, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. There you go. It's a great film. It is. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Mita. Yeah. It's almost time to ring in the new year. Oh, my gosh. But uh, before we do that, mm-hmm. gave me. Okay. So last week, Nadeem, mm-hmm. you had me connect mm-hmm. The Dark Knight yes. to a film I love. Yes. An education. Yes. So this week, yes. I am having you connect. Let me know. I'm having you connect an education yeah. to the highest grossing film of 2010. Okay. Toy Story 3. Oh. And there is a way to do it. I don't think you'll get it, but there is a way. Okay. There's probably multiple There's ways. There's probably multiple ways. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember the cast of Toy Story 3. Oh, I remember one person. You know at least two people. Well, yeah, I know at least two yeah. people. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> you sound so confident. Yeah. Your timer starts now. Okay, Toy Story 3. Uh, what's the... An education. Peter Sarsgaard, Carrie Mulligan, Rosamund Pike. It's directed by... Ugh, too many people. <laughs> too many people. Okay. Nope. Okay, Tom Hanks, this is long-winded, but it's going to work. Tom Hanks was in Larry Crown with Julie Roberts, who was uh, with Matt Damon in Ocean's Eleven, who did Goodwill Hunting with Ben Affleck, who did Gone Girl with Rosamund Pike. There you go. Yeah. That's a way. Yeah. Nice. You did it in under a minute. Yeah. That's not how what I did. Yeah. 
Would you like to know what I do? Yes. Um, an education that stars Dominic Cooper. Yes. Who is in Mamma Mia, which is actually produced by Tom Hanks. Oh, I didn't realize that. Anything okay. with yeah. Grease yeah. is produced, produced by Tom by Hanks. Rita Wilson. And real yeah. yeah. Um, who is in Toy Story. Toy Story 3, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm sure there's even like I was trying to find Kelsey Grammer, but I couldn't. Is he in Toy Story Three? Yeah, he plays the villain. Oh, yeah. that was the that was the one person I could think there of. There you go. Yeah. But I didn't. I guess I did it. At least I ended the year on a high note. Yay! So Mita, that was all of 2023. Woohoo! And now we move on to 2024 with like 13, 14 movies left. Including a movie that we don't know yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we... I think we know. We have ideas. <laughs> Either way, I feel like we're watching a three-hour movie. At least. At least. At yeah. least. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. But that's okay. Yep. Because uh, it's a good movie, whatever it is. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, that was 2023. Meet the Day of New Year's plans? No. No? Do you? No. New Year's yeah. is overrated. I don't... Yeah. I don't We might go to a friend's to house. Um, and she, like, very good friends of ours who have kids the same age as ours, but that's it. Honestly, I think New Year's is really overrated. I like going to bed before midnight. So, Do you? yeah. Yeah? Like, even on New Year's? Yeah. Yeah? What, like, what's the big deal? Exactly. Yeah. It's just another day. It is another day. Maybe I'll watch a movie. Maybe I'll eat some appetizers. Mm-hmm. Usually we get coconut shrimp on New Year's. So specific. I, we love coconut shrimp in our house. Okay. I like coconut shrimp, too. From Red Lobster? No, like, um, Farm Boy does a frozen one, or M&M has a really good frozen one. Okay. That you just reheat in the air fryer. Okay. Yeah. And it's good? It's good. Okay. Coconut shrimp. Coconut shrimp for yep. New Year's. Yep. You should watch your last movie of 2023. I'll probably reach it before that. You think? Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> we will talk about that in a few weeks. Yes. All right, Mitha. What are we going to be watching first in 2024? The first film for 2024, Nadim. Is The Artist. The Artist. Yeah. A movie that you've seen before? Nope. Never. Never. All right. So here we go. Here we go. First movie of 2024. Mm-hmm. Well, this will be interesting. Yeah. But uh, that's all for next year, Mitha. Yes. Do you have any parting words before we sign off for this year? Yeah. My castle, my rules. There you go. There you go. There weren't many lines in this movie. No. No. That's another thing. Yeah. The dialogue is not much to the di- be yeah, admiring. Exactly. Whereas the dialogue in the social network. Aside from, fa- aside from fuck you flip flops. <laughs> another some... favorite dialogue. Oh. Uh, it's so hard to choose. Yeah. There's so many good, good lines in that whole movie. I, I think, though, the thing with Sorkin is, like, it's a lot of the speeches. It's speeches. Like, yeah, even yeah, yeah. listening to Justin Timberlake explain the story of Victoria's Secret. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's really fun yeah, to yeah. watch. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I do like his whole, like, when he's going off on Erica Albright. <laughs> like, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I like her speech back at him. Uh, back too. at him, yeah. yeah. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of good speeches back and forth. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week and next year for our first movie of 2024, The Artist. Yes. Have a lovely week and a splendid New Year's. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at movies to watch pod, and check out our letterbox at movies the number two watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.